Hi, I'm Joanne Dicknair, Meemaw, with It's Storytime, Meemaw, an answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for Kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We're glad to have you with us today. We are... uh in a new studio, so we're learning some of the buttons and stuff, so we're having some fun, just kind of pushing things. No, we're not doing that. Uh, but we're Sam likes to push buttons. Usually, Andy's, usually Andy's. 99% of the time it's Andy's. Once in a while it's Robbie's. It's usually just those two. Occasionally one of you other guys, but yeah. Anyway, so we are talking today. Jim, do you know what we're talking about today? Not really. Okay. Situational awareness? Close. Situational, anyone? Calling. We're talking about calling. Situational calling, yes. And so if you don't know what that is, it's another word for saying grow where you're planted. And and what I was thinking about that is I'm thinking that Harold probably got uprooted a little early because he hadn't grown fully. (laughs) 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 Are you going to take that, Harold? Do you want the mic? There you go. And Jim was left in a little too long. I got lots of fertilizer, (laughs) and I'm still full of it. Harold, any any comment? Well, God made some people tall, (laughs) and he made some small, and I happen to be one of the small. But it's okay. I just have to be aware of when he calls me to do something that I know I'm not too small to do it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Thank this you. might be a good time to announce he whooped my butt at pickleball. Can I say that? And well, he, he does, did. It does <laughs> yeah. fit into certain doors that Jim and I just can't walk through. Well, and speaking of those doors, we have a Hobbit clip. Go. <laughs> Harold, I'm so sorry. I love you, Harold. Those who haven't been like to the Hobbit, it's, it's not for tall people. Just saying. <laughs> See, he just keeps pushing buttons. Yeah, I just keep pushing. So maybe I push more than just Andy's, but it's primarily Andy. Well, I think it's kind of appropriate that the most important hobbit in this clip is Sam. Yeah. And Sam Wise is actually, Frodo is defeated. They're having a rough day, and Sam Wise gives him a little pep talk. And honestly, he's one of the char- noblest characters in the whole thing. Because he's the only one that touched the ring and didn't wasn't affected by it. Yeah, wasn't consumed by its power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I can't do this, Sam. I know. It's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? 
It's only a passing thing. The shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Furrow, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? But there's some good in this world, Mr. Furl. And it's worth fighting for. This is a, a clip that really moved me. And it is a pep talk, but it speaks to some real important truths. We're in a terrible world. They're in a terrible place. We're going to have all kinds of opposition. But it's those that keep going, that struggle through the difficult times and keep moving forward are the ones that have the story written about them. And that's the story each of us has. And, you know, I love Harold to death. And, and he, I mean, you joked about him being a hobbit, but he does have that stick to it. He's going to get it done spirit. And I love that in him. And uh, you wanted our stories. I have a kind of odd one. And uh, this was 93 or so. I was working at Microsoft, one of my several thousand jobs. Yeah. I was only there three years. That was actually one of my longest ones at that point in my life. But we had a free trip to go to the uh, Science Museum in Charlotte. And my wife and kids were going to come down. And they couldn't. And as I was walking up to the door by myself, I saw three kids on the street, and uh, I clearly heard God say, take them in. And I immediately rejected that. I said, they will know that they're not my children, and you can take that wherever you want to take it. But it was a missed opportunity. It was just one word from God. I still think about that. In fact, I told that story Monday night. I still think about, and it's not anything they missed. They didn't get to see all the cool science stuff in there, yeah. But God still had them in his heart, and he was going to take care of them. But I missed an opportunity to mm -hmm. have an impact on somebody just because I was uncomfortable with the situation. Jim, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. It's, it's those times that I think when we're honest with ourselves, there's times that we all kind of do that. You know, and you and you wonder what you do miss, you know, and, and potentially what do they miss in the exchange? Yeah, we do have several men around this table that I see doing a real good job of not missing many opportunities, and that's I appreciate being allowed into that. Uh, let's say, what did you call it? Community. Community. Yeah, <laughs> I invented that word earlier today. Yes. <laughs> they. Andy, were you going to say something? Well, yeah, just to Jim's point. I mean, Jim, please. We've all we've all missed those opportunities. I mean, as I, I had one this past week where I was able to help this family. I was driving through in Charlotte. They really needed money. I felt like I almost got sh shook down 
But these are one of these people that not everybody I have my heart goes out to when I see them asking for help or whatever. But I, you know, they did, they needed it, and, and I had the need, and I, and I met the need. But there's plenty, I can tell you so many other times that I did what you did there. So don't, no shame there. We all do it. I mean, we, we strive not to do that, to miss those, because those are opportunities not only for them to receive a blessing, but obviously us mm-hmm. to be a partner with God, and that's what we're talking about. But, you know, it's, I think it's we've all been there. Don't carry any shame. Just repent and move on, and I'm sure you have. So, well, Andy, thank you for redeeming that. I thought we were going to have to start calling the show Spiritual Non-Calling, where we didn't step <laughs> into what we were supposed to do. But appreciate you bringing that back around. <laughs> it was obviously a learning learning. <laughs> No, but to your point, we all have been there, and Jim, exactly, no shame in that. Thank you for admitting that, because it Mm -hmm. reminds us to maybe dig into some of those times that we didn't didn't enter in and ask God, why didn't we? Why didn't we move there? So, Wayne, you have a clip. Oh, oh, Yeah, you have a clip. You actually found the folder to to put it in? Yeah, what's this? No, no. Folder-ish. Is this like the second video I've submitted? Yeah, and it's audio because it's not, we can't see it. There you go. (laughs) That's the problem. That was the problem. You're not getting played on the radio because you're submitting videos. Oh, it all is starting to explain itself, ain't it? Uh, Yeah, this one's from uh, a movie called um, Collateral Beauty. Uh, It has Will Smith in it. Um, I don't remember the character's name that he plays, but it's a really, really good movie. it's Walter. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll call him Walter for now. Bob, I don't know. <laughs> but it, but it could be Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, horrible, horrible. Anyway, man, you really messed me up there. I appreciate it. That's awesome. So, so his character wrote some letters. Yes, his okay. character wrote some letters. There you go. To uh, to to uh, love. A death and time, right? Um, this one particular incident really messed with his mind, and um, so he had some choice words for them. And, and in this one, um, you know, three actors are hired to play the roles of love, death, and time. And this is where he gets to meet death. They grieve. Dogs. They grieve and they fully understand death. You called me a paper tiger. In the letter you wrote me, you said I was pathetic. You don't remember? You went on about middle management, making a deal, paper tiger. Oh, Howard, it wasn't that long ago. Where did you get that? Who are you? Who did you write the letter to? <laughs> I wrote the letter to death. Nice to meet you. I'm charmed, I'm sure. Nope. I know, I know. People write letters to the universe all the time. Most don't get a personal response. But you are, because I just wanted to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not some powerless middle management just following orders. You see, I didn't want to make the trade. It was my call. I don't want this. I don't want this. Now, I don't tell you how to do your job, so I'd appreciate it if you didn't tell me how to do mine. Who's that man talking to? He looks kind of weird. Don't worry about that. Sometimes people are silly. You see, they don't see me till it's their time. 
Oh, it's all, it's okay, Howard. It's not your time yet. I just wanted to return this and clear things up between us. I really am death, Howard. Yeah, so the, really, the thing that struck me there, and I keep saying situational awareness, but um, like these three actors, whenever they were approached for this particular gig, right, they were thinking their their greatest moment would be on the stage in front of thousands, and instead, one of their greatest moments uh, in their acting careers, uh, a time when nobody's ever going to know anything they did or said, uh, and they gave their all to it. And you actually find out later on in the movie that the lady that played Death, her story went all the way back to the wife when the original um, tragedy happened, uh, which again just shows that you don't know when God's going to use you in someone's life. Um, you know. Everyone around us, you know, there's an opportunity. Um, the other day, I was in Walmart and uh, just standing in line because I refused to go through the aisle that doesn't have folks working. <laughs> don't don't like putting people out of work, right? So, standing in the aisle, and something we don't do anymore is talk, right? So, I started talking with this lady in front of me, and um, it got a little awkward at one point, and then I just felt like God said, "Ask her about her sons." And I got this lady talking about her sons, and she came alive. I mean, it, it was uh, it was Mama Bear. Just uh, she was she was proud of her sons, and she had every right to be. And whenever we got done, you know, down towards the where we're checking out, you know, I just stopped and I just prayed over her and her sons. And she was about to walk away, and she's like, "No, no, I got to come over and give you a hug." Like, so I I have no idea how her day was going or whatever was going, but whatever in that moment, yeah. And it's just the little things, just you know, loving on each other. So. Yeah, and it's following God's lead. Yeah. When, it, when, when he mm-hmm. brings that something up in you, mm-hmm. you know, to take that action, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you don't know, you may never get anything out of it. It's not about you mm-hmm. at that point. You, you probably will get something out of it because God doesn't usually not give you something out of it as far as like, I'm sure that helped make your day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, and originally I thought I had missed it because right before that I, I passed someone else and I, yeah, I really wanted to go and pray with that person and felt like God was saying, hey, but then all of a sudden, I was like, that moment was missed. And I was like, okay, well, all right, well, I missed that one. And no, God had something else right directly after that. So it was, it was really cool. That's very cool. Andy, so we are to your clip. Yeah, on that note, I, I really want to get to the point to where I'm doing more of that. I've done that in the past a bit more, but me more sensitive to the Lord in the daily of wherever you're going when you're going to a convenience store or you know, whatever, looking for those opportunities for people in need because there are so many people in need. Well, since you encouraged, you know, Sam, I, I'd go and encourage you. Don't don't beat yourself up. It's okay. We all okay. missed it. Right? Yeah. So. That's right. Hey, this is what the community does. We help each other heal our wounds. Right? I'm, I'm still going to self-checkout. I'm just saying it's faster. <laughs> it's your fault. You're yeah, God, God's got to work on me some more apparently. So my clip is uh, from Secondhand Lines. There's a theme that's running through it. Robbie had one on the first show, and Danny just watched the movie the first time. I don't know where he's been. but uh, Yeah. But I think it was watched at boot camp. I missed it there. But, you know, there is so much truth in that movie. Um, and I got the uh, – what we're uh, listening to here is the classic uh, barbecue joint scene yeah, yeah. Uh, restaurant yep. yeah so they're having barbecue um hub and garth the brothers have walter their nephew that they're kind of getting used well, to what's that 
Well, yeah, Will. Robbie nicknamed me Will, Will yeah, yeah, earlier Will. in the other show, aka Will. Will. So, <laughs> I think according to Robbie, everybody's named Will now. I mean, yeah. just... Hey, oh, Will. But uh, they're they're at this barbecue joint, and they're kind of taking on this Walter to father him, and there's his eyes are wide open of these crazy uncles he's gotten, and there's some you know rowdies that come around starting trouble with people, and they kind of take care of the situation, and you'll hear. You know, Hub's life and the calling that he had and how it plays into what he actually does in this scene. Yeah, and they were reluctant. Yeah. Everybody in the thing was reluctant. Walter didn't want to be there. Right. Hub didn't want him there. You know, the other guy, whatever his name is, you just said it. Yep. The other brother. Garth. Garth didn't yep. want him there either. So we'll go ahead and play this clip, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Brother, someday you're going to have to start acting your age. Let me. All your life, you've never been frightened of anything. So what's eating at you now? Getting old? Dying? No. What then? Being useless. When we were young, there was always a reason. There was a point. Things made sense. Now there's no point to anything. So what do we do? We garden. We outlived our time, brother. Barbecue. Give me some. We're busy before we get lost, all right? <laughs> what did you say? Here's a perfect example of what I've been talking about. Since this boy was suckling on his mama, he's been given everything but discipline. And now his idea of courage and manhood is to get together with a bunch of punk friends and ride around irritating folks too good natured to put a stop to it. Hey, who do you think you are, huh? Just dumb kid, huh? Don't kill him. Hub McCann. I fought in two world wars and countless smaller ones on three continents. I led thousands of men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile and tribes the natives no white man had ever seen before. I've won and lost a dozen fortunes, killed many men, and loved only one woman with a passion a flea like you could never begin to understand. That's who I am. Yeah, so it's really cool. So he just gave his resume, right? Mm-hmm. All this adventure, battle, beauty, all those things that are in the core desires, he's, he's done with. But, you know, it talks about how what he fears is being useless. So he thinks his, his, his days are over. He's a secondhand lion. He's out to pasture, but really he... He has a situational calling to father this young boy, and that's what we saw in Robbie's clip. So it's it's really cool. There is a lot of times we feel like, okay, that part of my life is over, that season's over, that it, where I was entering in with God and, and having a purpose is over. Maybe you raise your kids, you're like, what do I do now? There's always something God has for you to do. And I believe that the way it's designed, and this is what came out kind of on the talk I really believe God showed me something as I was doing the adventure talk at boot camp was that, you know, all these things that you do are preparing you for what you're in right now and what you're doing right now. It's part of the journey. You'll be using that for the next step. So it just all kind of works together. Yeah. When you look back in scripture, you you do have some people that are given what their calling is. Yep. Right. David's told he's going to be king. Yeah. But it's not the next day. Nope. 
Abraham's going to be the father of nations, but it's yep. not the next day. No. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of adventures along the way that that they're pr- being prepared. Yep. Right. Absolutely. David would not have been the same kind of king had he not gone through all the trials that he had with Saul. Absolutely. Right. And him to rely on God to get through those. And so there was this reliance that was built over time yep. that helped him you know, be the king that he was. Yeah. Look at Joseph and what he did sitting on the sideline for as long as he did and then what he did with his brothers and how he was really a savior of the nation of Israel. Right. Yeah. So. And I, and I was thinking that about Jesus, too. In our callings, we, it's situational. So each one of these things that we're called into, I believe, requires something different of us. So just think if Jesus would have taken the zeal that he had for cleansing the temple and took it out on the, the lady at the well at John 4, you know. You know, he didn't do that. He used his compassion for that purpose and that calling at that moment, and that's being aware of the situation, situation awareness, like what you're talking about, being aware of the situation you're in and using the gifting you have for that calling at the time. Yeah, when you go back to, to Joseph, you know, I mean, he mm-hmm. was original, the original whack-a-mole. Yeah. You know, every time he tried to rise up, you know, yeah. and, and, and follow what he thought God had him yeah. to do, whack, yeah. he was back down. You know, he was lied about, thrown in prison, yeah. all these different things mm-hmm. that happened to him, but he kept just trusting and following God, and, and he needed all that. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, looking back, you see what all you needed to get through where you are today. Yep. Yeah, and Moses' life almost mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was, you know, went out there, killed the Egyptian, ended up, and, and there's lots of stuff that the Jews teach about Moses and what he went through actually with his father-in-law and stuff. Like, it was whack-a-mole big time mm-hmm. um, for Moses as well until he was ready to for that part of his calling, but there's a lot of situational stuff that, that came along the way. I mean, yep. it's really observant. Now, that period, the, the Hebrew words would have been rama, lama, lama, kadingi, kadingi, dong, or something like that during that whole, I, I don't know. It's a bet. Rama, bet rama, a, Z's. I bet it's a bet. Yeah. He's pushing buttons on old, old Egypt, Egyptian dudes. That is most definitely not Greece. Yeah. Hey, I learned from uh, 23andMe, I've got like 0.02% Jewish, so I've got some, there you go. I've got some Hebrew in my hey, background. You, you, you could run for Senate. I, I might be able to, yeah, I might be able to. So we've played all the clips, so we're at the point in the show where we have to come up with more content. Yep. So as I'm looking around the room, and not really sure how much time we have left, so I'm just going to kind of point to people, but I'll start with, with one. Uh, as I was sitting here, God reminded me of a, uh, a time that, I was going to be hiring somebody down in an area where we were building houses when I was a part of an owner of a company, and I went down to uh, cold interview this guy, and so I started interviewing him, and he had always worked for himself. He'd never had an interview, and our interviews were really, really tough. You know, tell me about a time kind of things, you know, where you had to come up with these scenarios and all that, and oh my gosh, he was just visibly shaken, and I knew from his story that he was a Christian, and I'm just like, dude, let's just pray. You know, I think he's the only person I've ever prayed with during an interview. <laughs> and we prayed. He calmed down. We had a great conversation. He ended up, you know, coming to work for us. Uh, he came to work for the next company that I'm with. He comes to our boot camps. He's, you know, one of my best friends in life. But that all, I think, came down to following God, saying, just pray with him. Yeah. Right? Because I think it would have been a different outcome, potentially, mm-hmm. had God not calmed his heart down, had he not, you know, caused me to back up a little bit and not ask the questions in such a difficult way. I still ask them. You know, I still ask all the questions. But, you know, I, I look back at that and say, wow, God, you know, I have a great friend out of this whole thing mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't have had. 
So Wayne, I know you got a bunch of stories. I, I just know you're like full of stories. I thought you were going to say full of something else. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was stories. Yeah, right, okay. yeah I was being kind. Full of yeah. situational awareness. We'll yeah, get that. Uh, yeah. Goodness, yeah, that's the problem. I've got too many. I, I don't. I don't. All right, well, I'll let you work on one. Yeah, Jim, do you have another one? I, you were looking like at the mic. I was, look, I was looking at the mic so that he would put it in front of his face. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I actually, unless you're ready. No, 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 no. You, you go okay. right on here. One of the things I was thinking about in that, and you just said it, that you got a good friend of it. God doesn't waste anything. We, we talked about you may get something out of it, you may not. I think you'll always get something out of it, if nothing else, the satisfaction of knowing you responded to what God told you to do. And it may, it often will end up totally different than what you expect, usually different from what you want, but ultimately it will be better. Harold, did you want to say something? I think one of the mistakes that we make when we start thinking about calling we think it's got to be something big. It's not. If we are dedicated to doing God's will, there are going to be a lot more opportunities to do small things that count. And if we refuse to do the small things because they're not big, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's a great illustration of one of the things that really rattled my cage when I was in seminary. We were talking about missionaries, and the professor was talking about how many people go to the mission field, and they're thinking, okay, my mission is just on the other side of the next hill, and they never get to where they do what they went there to do because they're looking too far ahead rather than looking where they are. Yeah, I think, you know, we we have called the adventure talk you know, different things, you know, your place in the story, you know, and I think part of that is geared, as you talk about Harold and Jim, that, you know, we're looking for that eventual place in the story, but really what God's asking us to do is live in the place that we're in right now, and what's our story that we need to play out where we're at, right, and let him lead us down to that next step, that next adventure, that next story, so it can build on and build on and build on. Is she a redhead? Is she oh, redhead? True. Exactly. That's if you don't know that movie reference, it's uh, City Slickers. But uh, what I think of that, yeah, you can't help but think of that because that's the clip that we, you know, right before he says one thing. Yeah. You know, he's he's asking her, he's asking that question, which leads into a personal depth in depth conversation. It does. It leads into some intimacy in their their community. Uh, we have a boot camp coming up. It's November seventeenth. Through the 20th. Yes, we do know the date. It is the weekend before Thanksgiving, but it's November 17th through 20th. Uh, go register for the boot camp. We'd love to see you there. We had an amazing time this last time. We know God's going to do great stuff for you, for us. Please join us. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.